Welcome to Alchemy Land, where we playfully explore creativity, healing, and consciousness. I'm Tage. Today on Alchemy Land, we have a conversation about the Taurus Project. Hope you enjoy. Today, I am here with my good friend, Lacey Sanders, and we are on the Alchemy Land podcast, and we're talking about the Taurus Project. So, welcome, Lacey. Hi, Todd. Cage, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. I'm really great. I love that you um, used both of my names. So, uh, <laughs> it's perfect. Well, it came up in my phone with the new update. Now it says both your names. Right. And um, hey, you know, that's a great thing to start with because I've been wanting to um, be a little more public about my name. And I think we even talked about it recently, didn't we? Yes, we ha- did. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, yeah, for people who don't know me that well, um, you know, my friends and family know that I've been using the name Tage now for about, oh, I don't know, like five or six years, maybe a little more. And, um, but my given name is Todd. And um, I thought I'd just quickly tell the story of where that comes from, because um, I, uh, I always felt like, you know, I, I liked my name, it was okay, but it didn't feel like my name. And um, maybe about, I would even say like 15 years ago, uh, I was meditating and I heard internally, I heard the sound of mm-hmm. Tage, and it was a vibration, and I just instantly felt like, oh, that's my name. It was very strong. And then I didn't tell anybody for a really long time. And then one day I was in a class and uh, everybody was sharing something personal about themselves. And I I just finally decided, now's the moment. I'm going to tell people my name is Tage. So (laughs) that's where it uh, kind of emerged. And uh, ever since then, it just feels like a nice, um, authentic way to tell the world that this is me and this is my vibration and it's right there in the name. So there you go. Great. Does that have a meaning? Oh yeah. Great question. I, um, I looked it up, uh, you know, I've been a yogi and a meditator since I was a teenager and, uh, I didn't really know the meaning that well at the time, but when I looked it up, um, it comes from the Sanskrit, which means radiant, or um, and it refers to the radiance of spirit, and in Ayurveda and yoga, um, there's the tejas, which is the the radiance of spirit. So tej is like a spark of that radiance, and I also like that because it feels like oh, I'm one or a part of that divine radiance. But you know, it's just a spark, and uh, keeps me humble also because it's something to aspire to, as well as um, something that feels. Uh, very authentic on a vibrational level. Oh, thank you for sharing the story with us. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks for asking. Uh, thanks for calling me both names. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was accidental because of the update on the phone, it came on the screen both, so it just popped in my head. <laughs> <laughs> right. So there, but that's good. We could talk about it. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny thing about names, too, because I always feel as though some essential part of you is uh, maybe recognized by your parents when you're born. And I know a lot of other people think that too. So I always felt like 
Todd as a name wasn't that far off either. It, it was just um, mm-hmm. something also that I still like and I, I honor it as the name I was given. So that's why I didn't want to fully change my name, like go and do it in a legal way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, but I like to use it kind of as a, you know, spiritual nickname, so to speak. Uh, Tage, that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tage. Yeah. Lovely. Well, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks for asking. Um, yeah, so um, we, uh, we've been talking a lot and making a lot of progress with our um, main project, and um, I've been mentioning it on the podcast now for a while, The Taurus Project, and I thought today um, you and I could have a conversation about The Taurus Project a little more specifically, and, um, you know, share a little bit about it and the origins of it, and, um, you know, we can kind of roam around in those thoughts and see where it takes us. But I thought it would be nice for people to get to know us on that level. Great. Sounds good. Yeah. So, should we tell them what we're doing with our project so far, besides waiting for our 501c3 status from the government? (laughs) Sure. Well, let's uh, let's touch on that for a moment. So, earlier (laughs) this year, uh, we incorporated as a nonprofit organization um, called The Taurus Project, And uh, if anyone's kind of joining in um, and is not familiar with the word Taurus, it's not Taurus as in the astrological sign. It's Taurus spelled T-O-R-U-S, which is a geometric form. And um, it's a wonderful image. Um, You can go look up some imagery of um, the Taurus field, or it can be an energy field. It can be a shape found in nature. Um, all the way down from the tiniest atom and uh, its movement, as well as um, body cells, or um, then you start seeing it in different shapes in nature, all the way out Mm -hmm. in an expanded way, all the way to uh, a universal form like the galaxies and maybe even the whole universe. So um, it's a great uh, image and um, shape to work with because in my mind, at least, it's a universal shape. And form. Yeah. So, um, yes, it connects everything together, really. Right. Right. And that's what we're looking for in this project a way to connect and to uh, help people feel united in um, spirit and in common purpose. Uh, And really, essentially, our purpose in the project is to be part of the ongoing evolution of consciousness. And that means um, to do things which are both elevating in consciousness and connecting on a human level and supportive of personal growth and uh, the process of, I would say, the process of enlightenment. Um, That can mean different things to different people, but in essence, that's what's um, part of the trajectory of the Taurus Project, to support those things in the world. And uh, I see it really as a, a network effect, because the more people do those kinds of activities that support that growth and that human potential, the better that society gets, gets mm-hmm. or can be, and uh, the more we can participate on a conscious level and do things which are very good for all of humanity. So, that's a good uh, yes. little nugget, don't you think? <laughs> yes, it's uh, our goal is to actually 
through this network help raise the vibration of the collective consciousness and humanity as a whole right by affecting the collective consciousness exactly and you know interestingly there's a lot of groups that have been working at this for a long time and when we started this the thought was well um what would make us distinct or what would be we be doing on an an active level that would support that. And one of the main things we realized was that not a lot of people, um, well, first of all, not a lot of people know that we even have this potential as a society. And yet everybody, I think most people want the world to be better and want to feel better in their lives. And also um, we realized that a lot of the activities that we have benefited from personally, like meditation, yoga, healing, um, body work, and uh, communities that support those things sometimes are not that accessible because of the cost, and they can be quite expensive. Um, Mm -hmm. So we thought, well, let's um, create something where we try to level the playing field a little bit, meaning that we create conditions where people can access these things. So that's why we're a nonprofit organization. We're going to be fundraising for these activities. And um, we have some programs we can talk about, but um, that's really what's behind it, you know, trying to give more people, really all people, eventually access to great things that can help them in their self-development and in our collective development. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> And help make this stuff available to more people. Mm-hmm. Right. Complementary and alternative medicine. Exactly, exactly. And you've been in that field for quite a long time now. Um, yes, over 20 years. Right, right. So I'm sure, I mean, you must have seen over the years uh, a lot of variety of people. And, um, you know, you're an acupuncturist and massage therapist. Uh-huh. and But... Um, I remember when we first started talking and I said, well, do you think sometimes there's a barrier to people accessing this just because of costs or, um, Mm -hmm. and you said, yes, (laughs) right? Oh, absolutely. You know, definitely people have to be more affluent to afford it. Mm -hmm. And the, uh, the current medical model in our country does not foster health in people. Right. Fosters people being sick. So, because that's the kind of a system that it is. That's what serves it. Mm-hmm. So, people want out of it, but they can't get out of it because they're kind of fixed in it because of costs a lot. You know, like yeah. they can't pay a hundred dollars or to go get acupuncture and go do it twice a month. Mm-hmm. They but they'll pay for a $5 a $10 prescription instead. Yeah. And then they have more problems from that. And it's not really addressing the issue. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we want to make this available to people. And then people who practice alternative healthcare, you know, we don't get hired at hospitals making six figure incomes either. Yeah. You know, so we have to charge enough for us to live and work and do our job and it is hard to get it out to the other people. So, yeah, I really like the idea of supporting the practitioners right. and getting people in, but also supporting the practitioners in their own personal growth and healing, too, because I think that often gets stunted 
when people are working a lot and they just get in their groove and they don't have the opportunity or the community that they need as practitioners to work on themselves also, or maybe they can't afford it as practitioners even. Right. Right. Because their rent just got doubled. (laughs) Right. You know, something like that. Right. (laughs) So they don't get to go on a retreat or. Exactly. Yeah. And stuff they need to do. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good lead into some of the layers of the project itself, because you know, like you just said, practitioners are often alone in an office or, you know, maybe they work with a couple of other people, but there's a lot of, um, you know, time alone, or like you said, that the, you're, you're kind of struggling to just keep it going. And even if you're doing well, everybody needs support and community. And I think mm-hmm. particularly practitioners of all kinds, um, especially in complementary and alternative medicine, um, can sometimes feel a lack of community. And that's part of what we wanted to create with this, uh, with our project, the Taurus Project being um, a place of community for um, people who are seeking to be better in their lives on all levels, body, mind, spirit, and the practitioners that are supporting that, and then the people who want to participate in helping create programs and interesting ways to connect and to heal and to develop mm-hmm. in consciousness. So, yeah, that's really underlying all, all of these things that um, we're seeing the needs that uh, ordinary people have in their lives, um, and mm-hmm. especially, like you were saying, in the domain of practitioners and um, the healing arts. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, and when healing is available for people, like real healing with support and growth, Uh, and they feel safe and they can evolve as individuals and they start creating a new reality for themselves. Exactly. Exactly. This is another thing we want to talk about is the creative potential and helping people create from a healthier place will just create a better world for everyone. Exactly. And I think I'm glad you brought that up. Um, Creativity is at the heart of our project. Um, In fact, maybe I'll just say right now we have sort of four, uh, main concepts, or um, sometimes we're calling them the four pillars of the Taurus Project. Just these are the stable, um, basic concepts. And creativity is one, healing is another, consciousness is the third one, and community is the fourth. So through those broad uh, concepts and words, we're just trying to call in and establish. Um, the different ways that we move in this project, which are really about being fully activated as a human being. You know, you can be creative in every domain of your life. And especially when you start to feel there's healing potential, you have to get creative. Wouldn't you say that, Lacey? Yes. (laughs) Well, I, I think, too, what you realize as you heal is that you are the creator of your life. Yes. And... As you heal, you start making different choices because you become more whole and you make choices from a healthier place, hopefully, right? (laughs) Yeah, I think it really goes hand in hand, uh, doesn't it? Creativity and healing. And higher consciousness because that's what helps you tap into your potential. Mm -hmm. And as you heal, you get more of a clear connection. You're more of a clear conduit for that energy. I agree. Well, I think... um, Early on, when I was starting to think about this project and write about it and talk about it, I kept thinking about um, healing, and healing really is, as you said, it's 
your experience of wholeness. So that's why it starts to enter into the domain of consciousness, which in my view underlies everything. It's that awareness, um, it, the, the perception of that underlying awareness of everything. And um, the more that we start to go into that domain of pure awareness, we experience energy, we experience the vibrations of life, and we want to move through all the vibrations toward more of a place of good vibration, if you will, or um, peace, harmony, love. And those are the vibrations which really sustain us and nurture us and move us toward those higher states of what we would call healing, which is the same as wholeness, in my view. Yes. Yeah. We have, um, we have really started to uh, look at what we could create with this project. And one of the, uh, one of the first initiatives that we're going to do is to um, fundraise for some select group of practitioners that we know and that we're working with in, in some localities and try to give them um, a certain amount of funding to support their practice so that they can offer lower cost sessions to their mm-hmm. clients and maybe even invite new people into their practice who couldn't afford it previously. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I feel like people have been very receptive to it and the, um, just different people I've spoken with mm-hmm. that are practitioners. They're like, Oh wow, that would be so nice to know I could do that. Yes. So inevitably, exactly. you know, people can't come because of the cost. Right. Right. So in in, my, in our view, it's a practical way of trying to um, initiate more healing for people. And, and then it's going to go in whatever way it goes. Um, and I like to come back to the creativity again, because um, very specifically in my life, there's been a, an urge for creativity uh, on an artistic level. You know, I was a dancer and a choreographer, um, uh-huh. and that was a huge part of my life. And I noticed that it always eventually brought me to a place of um, progressing in my awareness, you know, meaning it worked hand in hand with my meditation and my yoga, and it wasn't like a separate thing, ultimately. And I think most artists Mm -hmm. find that out. So I also want to invite into the project um, creativity on on artistic levels. And, um, you know, we'll see where that takes us. But um, I think it kind of really goes hand in hand with the uh, the healing process. Um, you think about music, for example. Um, mm-hmm. We all respond to music so powerfully because it's vibration and it and it touches mm-hmm. us on a deep level. So um, right there, that's an example of people who are creating and there, there's that potential for changing consciousness through music. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can see it in many art forms. So I'm just excited yeah. about how we can do it with uh, the overall effect of healing with creativity, mm-hmm. with creative expression, and with that, uh, this, those technologies that we have now, um, technology being <laughs> meditation technologies. Yeah. <laughs> Human technologies, right. artificial technology. Right. And, and, um, natural things, breath work. Yes. <laughs> the breath. Yes. And touch. Okay. Uh, we know how powerful mm-hmm. touch can be from our body work, uh, experiences and training yeah and movement movement yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah 
help people become more balanced and then they can create just also I don't like I don't think I even realized I had a creative potential until I was in in my healing process Mm. and you start to realize how did that um, manifest for you what was that like Oh, I just realized that because of my wounds from my trauma from my childhood, I was creating my life by making choices from these places. Mm -hmm. And so by healing and working through those wounds and learning to love myself, I started making different choices and I have very different people in my life now as a result. Mm-hmm. So I've created a new life for myself and I've created a new community where I'm nurtured and supported and loved. Right. So creativity isn't just like painting or dancing or writing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's what you're doing every day. Like you create your dinner, <laughs> <laughs> you create your day. Oh, I'm going to, how I like to create my day, something good for me. I do my meditation practice. I spend some time in nature. Mm-hmm. You know, I get exercise. I, I create my life with the choices that I make. And so when we're creating from those wounds, our life is, it doesn't, we're not as much in the flow as we can be no. and feel the overall support of divinity and the entire collective consciousness. Mm -hmm. Um, because you are fractured and you're more isolated in yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you get stuck in these patterns until you start becoming aware of them. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's, I think, what we want to help people get to that stuff. Like I see it with my patients all the time um, that I can just see if they can just see it, you know, but they have to see it. And so how do we create spaces that are supportive and safe for people to be vulnerable and open up and look at these things? And then how do we keep people connected so they can integrate the experiences and stay on the journey? And a lot of that is the idea of community, right? Right. Right. Where they have feel safe and held um, that they can make the changes that they want to, to be happier and freer in their lives. Yeah, it's so true. That That is such a beautiful way to describe it, because we all need that sense of support from a community. And sometimes you have it with family, but a lot of people don't, you know, and a lot of people need that um, freedom from their given, you know, their birth families, because, uh-huh. well, you know, different circumstances, and like you said, trauma and so forth. But more so, I would even say, um, well, one thing I thought of when you were talking is that I like to say often, we are creating the world that we want to live in. And mm-hmm. that, to me, is is one of the essence, uh, the, the qualities of the Taurus Project that I want to keep coming back to, because exactly what you said, you're creating your day. And so we're creating our world that we want to live in, too. So what kind of world are we creating? Um, I mean, ultimately... I'm hoping for a world that's more harmonious and better. <laughs> and, and we can always, mm-hmm. you know, drill down on what that looks like. And But part of the excitement for me in that creative uh, thought is we don't know exactly how this is all going to unfold. So it's exciting. And we know we're aspiring to something that feels better and that works better. And um, I think you have to start with where you said, you know, look at, look at your own life. Look at your own day-to-day mm-hmm 
functioning and relationships. And uh, so it, as much as it, it can get really big and expanded and, you know, it'd be great to have people all over the world participating, we always want to come back to um, what's, the, what's the real healing that we can support on that individual level, mm-hmm. right? Is that how you feel too? Yeah, and I think that's where the change starts, right? Like that's yeah. what Gandhi said, be the change that you want <laughs> to see in the world. Don't go out and try to change the world. Just be the change because that ripples through consciousness and affects people. Yeah. You know, if you're that person that when everyone's stuck, trapped in a line for an hour um, and you can be relaxed and friendly, that could affect everyone around you. Oh, yeah. You know, like little simple things like that make a difference. Most definitely. And we have to ground it into daily life too. Absolutely. That's where it matters. Absolutely. That's, that's where it all happens. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Daily life. Well, I know that we've talked about, um, the idea that people go on these healing retreats Mm -hmm. and they have these experiences and they're like, have aha moments and they'll see something, but then they go back to their daily life and they don't have any tools or they don't have support or mm-hmm. enough of an understanding to ground it into the daily life. Right. And so then that can almost create another problem for them where they get more frustrated or right. lost or because they don't understand like, well, I had this happen. Why are things the same? Right. So, yeah, that's, that's right. So um, you're touching on another aspect of uh, the Taurus project where we're hoping to create through the experiences of healing, a uh, community that can support and you can feel nurtured and supported by our community. So, you know, that's going to start to look different depending on who shows up and what we do. But essentially, in my mind, you know, we have a lot of different possibilities. We're going to lead retreats and um, healing workshops and, and do things where people can get out of their zone and go into nature and feel supported and nurtured and do some inner work. And like you said, when they go back home, what does that look like? So my hope is to start to create um, structures so that people can engage and share their ongoing healing journey. And, you know, we can provide guidance, but uh, a lot of this is um, in development. So we're going to have to keep... um, creating it as we go. So everybody kind of becomes involved with the creative process. So to me, it's very exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it is really, we're creating it as we go. And yeah, it's interesting to watch, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It feels um, good that way. Mm-hmm. Like it's not manufactured. It feels authentic. Right. Well, that's something that I really wanted from the beginning of this project. Um, I, you know, I thought about, um, well, it would be certainly possible to try to raise money to create a business where you open centers, you know, and have healing arts and creative projects and you can create communities online and, you know, you can do all kinds of things today. Um, but I thought, you know, it really has to be organic in the sense of uh, it comes from you know, planting seeds in a community and talking about the aspirations. And then each community or each, you know, group that comes together um, in localities actually creates that center for the Taurus Project. And it could be a little more virtual in some cases, or it could actually 
have a location and um, a place mm-hmm. that has a center where people go for all of these purposes that we've been talking about. So um, that's kind of my interest too, is to let it um, let it be really built by the people themselves um, with a lot of guidance and support as we go. Um, and I think we can do it because I think people want to have that sense of freedom in their creative process, in their healing process also. Um, I know that's always been a big thing that you and I have talked about. You know, how do you be, how do you get to express yourself authentically? How, how can you be um, an individual with all of your fascinating, interesting qualities, and yet you're still working on a collective project? So we get to be um, free and open and creative and expressive and really be ourselves and at the same time, we can find ways to harmoniously work together in common purpose. So I love that thought. Yes, it's beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, it just seems to be what's happening. We won't get into the details of that, but I've just been kind of witnessing it since mm-hmm. we started talking about this when this I, this uh, vision, I would say, the project first came to you and i would you tell us that story tage oh sure how you first became inspired with this idea that you shared with me oh i'd love to i'd love to talk about that a little bit well um so this really started to uh come into my awareness um i'd say about a year and a half ago this was 2022 and the prior year uh, I had just relocated to the Joshua Tree area, and um, I, you know, I was taking some time to meditate a lot and to sort of ground myself here. And um, I was fixing up my house a little bit, and you know, it just felt like a time where I could reintegrate uh, a lot of experiences in my life. And uh, I, um, I really felt like I was looking for a way to express myself personally with all the accumulated um, things that I had experienced in my life, you know, from dance. I had been a ballet dancer and then a modern dancer and a choreographer and a teacher of dance. And along the way, I also studied body work and somatics and um, different methods of uh, promoting healing in the body and the mind. And also had been a yogi and meditator, as I, I said, um, since I was a teenager. So all of those things, I felt like, you know, there's got to be a way to bring that together personally, so I can be creative and expressive, but also that would be of service to people. And um, it's funny, because at first I thought, oh, maybe I need to go back to school and try to get a degree and then work in a foundation that's working on some social projects. And I really thought about that a lot and explored it, thinking that could be a good avenue. But the more I did, the more I realized, you know, I think I have to create my own structure or uh, a way to do this that hasn't already been formed, because I needed the maximum amount of... uh, creativity and flexibility and freedom, I would say, too. Um, And I also felt like I didn't want to do something that had already been established because that would have a limitation and a form that um, already had a purpose. So I was kind of in that open state of like, well, what's next? You know, what would, what will come through? And uh, as I was in that state, I was, I was meditating a bit more, kind of um, stepping up my practices and, you know, you kind of go through those phases from time to time where you're like, oh, I need to go deeper, or I need to find another level of awareness in order to progress. And so I, I, it really came out of a need 
you know, um, mm-hmm. a, on all these levels. Yeah. So um, I, I was, I, I should also say that, you know, in part of the, the training that I've had in body work and in meditation and yoga, uh, I've learned to feel energy as many people do. You know, we learn to work with energy in our bodies and feel energy fields between people and in nature and in the mm-hmm. world. So that was a big part of my meditation too. I felt like I was expanding uh, my own energy field into uh, a larger field of universal energy. And as I did that, I actually began to feel my own energy field a little more distinctively in that shape of the Taurus that I was describing earlier. And then as it was expanding, I was starting to feel it more on a... Um, bigger level, powerful level. And it kept going until I really felt like, wow, I'm, I'm starting to feel connected to the universe. And it's the best way to describe it. And how big it was, I'm not really sure, but it just felt really big. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, when I, when I was in that state, um, I, I started to feel like, wow, I'm really in touch with pure creative potential. And um, that really is the, in my mind, that's what everything's built on. Everything in our, you know, world from the chair you're sitting on to, um, you know, the most beautiful flowers you can see in nature. It's all coming from that universal creative energy. And um, once I was in touch with that, I thought, well, how do you put this into any kind of form that will work with the things that I want to work with in life, you know, Uh and are of service to people. So that was kind of a mystery. But I knew that um, community would be a big part of it, because uh, obviously, this is not a solo project. And it's something that Uh we have to all build together. And like I said, if we're, we're creating the world we want to live in, then it takes everyone uh, or as many people as want to participate, you know. <laughs> so that was certainly a, a big part of it at the beginning. Yeah, did you have a, a thought there? You wanted I was to say it takes a village. It takes a village, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I I thought um, you know I, I, during these experiences of of more expansion and feeling energy, um, you know, I've got to find a way to put it together and. Um, as I did, I, I kept thinking like, well, what would be, you know, ways that I could work with it? And I I love teaching. That's one of the things I love. I love sharing knowledge with people. I love working with people on a self-development level and nurturing their creative process and nurturing their uh, growth process as a human being. And, um, you know, just, just to be with people as they're going through things and uh, be present and lend support has been a wonderful thing that I've enjoyed a lot in my life. So I thought mm-hmm. I'd love to keep creating conditions for that to happen. And, um, you know, we'll create community events and retreats and workshops and things. And, you know, that will just be one component and one possibility for, for me and others to engage with. Um, but more so, I also felt like I want to keep creating strong energy fields um, for people to do their work in. And, you know, I think we can all relate to this if you, different ways to Uh experience powerful energy fields. Like when you go to, uh, you know, a museum, it has a certain effect because you're in this Uh contained space where there's creative art, or you go to a music concert and everybody's there as a group to have an experience um, from the music. 
And so that's, those are a couple of examples of, you know, creativity that creates this um, powerful energy that you experience mm-hmm. as a collective. So I'd like to do that with both healing and um, higher consciousness where the awareness is raised a, a little bit more. So you're expanded. And if you do that in groups, it's stronger because there are more mm-hmm. people, more focus, more mind power, more energy. Mm-hmm. More energy. Uh-huh. Right, right. So that's another excitement that I have at, and had at the beginning of this project where I, I wanted to um, find ways to bring that together. And the other thing I would say that was behind the Taurus project was I kept thinking, well, you know, I've benefited from different kinds of st- or different styles of body work and um, meditations and obviously from different styles of dance, you know? Um, so I thought, I don't want to limit this project to any one approach or right. one style. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I want it to really be accessible on a lot of levels, meaning there's going to be different ways that we participate at different times. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, we have our preferences and we have our traditions in some cases, you know, um, the styles of yoga we practice or, um, but you, you know, we can always find a way to be in harmony with different styles. And that's kind of also one of my, um, ambitions for this project is how can we how can we do things that um, meet up and remain supportive mm-hmm. and yet we get to do things that we like to do in our own styles so mm-hmm. yeah so that was that was certainly behind <laughs> the project as well yeah yes different people need different tools for their process so right one style of healing or art or whatever it is you're accessing isn't the same it's not the same for everyone so exactly exactly right and i know oh sorry yeah oh people will have different experiences based on their needs right well i know you know on a personal level i've done a lot of different things and so i know what worked for me to some extent obviously and that's not going to look the same for other people so i i don't want to presume that my style is going to work for everybody or you know your style or you know, even the techniques that we've learned, like, you know, acupuncture or different kinds Uh of touch therapy, or, you know, a lot of them can be valid depending on the time. Uh And actually, I will even say, usually it depends on the person themselves and how they're practicing. Wouldn't you say that? Yeah. What do you mean how they're practicing? Oh, meditation every day or? Well, that can be part of it. But I just mean, it's less about the name and form of the technique and it's more about the awareness of the person of themselves. the practitioner. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Of the practitioner. I was thinking you were talking about of the person receiving it. Right. Yes. They have to be receptive, but yeah, the practitioner needs to be a, a vessel, a clear conduit for the work. Right. Yeah. Right. That's so what that's I'm talking about. One of the reasons we want to encourage practitioners to continue to work on themselves and create support for that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody, oh, definitely. everybody progresses on those levels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Everyone has stories about mm-hmm. this experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, going into the chiropractor with all the ego and getting hurt because they wouldn't listen to you and they know better or, mm-hmm. you know, just little things like that. The classic doctor thing, like, doctor didn't even listen you know so yeah 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 i guess that's what you're talking about yeah and i'm saying that um Mm -hmm. 
that often it's it's presence. You know, people forget that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like to use the opposite example: a doctor or a nurse or somebody in traditional, you know, uh, allopathic medicine who has a certain presence that they're they're open and attentive and mm-hmm. and they're they they have also done their work internally. They're yeah. coming from a much different place, and that in itself is a healing presence. So. Yeah, that's what I I really mean. Um, regardless mm-hmm. of the method or the practice yeah. itself, it's the person. Mm-hmm. And exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to keep promoting that type of development in um, you know all aspects of life for sure. But as we're focused on sometimes practitioners getting that support, mm-hmm. I'd like them to keep developing along those yeah. lines. Yeah, everyone can benefit from this type of presence and attentiveness and self awareness because. We all have to relate to one another. So mm-hmm. it just helps us mm-hmm. have a more effective and healthy communication and relationship when we can be present and aware. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll go back to, um, you know, the genesis of this, uh, of the Taurus Project for a moment too, because, uh, uh, you know, in thinking about my story, about how this arose, um, I also realized that, um, you know, I wanted to kind of put out the call to people in my life that I trust and that I feel great working with. And um, you were one of them. And I I thought, well, you know, what if we just got together and talked about this potential and, um, you know, started to think about the people we know and who would like to come in and work with us. And so that's really the the beginning of it. And that's that's the model for this project, that it has to be community driven in that sense of um, people who, who want to show up, people that want to participate and bring their unique gifts to the project. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I'm grateful that you began to pay attention in the beginning and said, sure, I'm interested. But wonder what I could do with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, that was really at the beginning, um, you know, a few months after I started to have the initial experiences of the energy behind it, uh, it began to come into form by some writing and, and talking. And, uh, and then we got together and had a a small gathering of a few folks Mm and, uh, was just, uh, exploratory at that point. Um, so that's really, you know, the, the genesis of the project. And, uh, to me, it feels as I tune into it since then, you know, and keep, um, feeling it on an energy level or, or on a consciousness level, it feels like we have a lot of potential. And there there's always waves of new information that come into humanity at different times. And so my hope is that as we open the channels for that, that we'll keep receiving um, guidance and um, information to keep uh, growing and developing. So that's the, the other part of it, I feel as, as though it's there's a lot of newness or p- the potential for newness. And it might be that we're, you know, drawing on ancient traditions also, but, uh-huh. but it certainly has that potential for um, let's go into a new phase of um, working with people and creating communities and um, making what we want out of life. So that's certainly behind it as well. Yes. That's yep. That all sounds wonderful. <laughs> and I like the idea. Well, what it's felt like to me is that not getting fixed on it, that it has to look a certain way has been serving us. Right. 
to for how it's supposed to be to unfold of its own accord, mm-hmm. because I think it's really something more than we could really imagine. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So just following the energy as it unfolds mm-hmm. is more productive. Right. Right. Yeah, I think um, you know that's that's the thing when you start to. F- feel energy movement in your body and then you start to feel it in your life and and then you become aware that oh look there's a flow of life and um if i'm aware of the energy flow there's more creative potential and more harmony that's available and uh i always i know you and i talked about this a lot i always like to look at nature and uh the flow of life and you look at the the way that nature finds a way to grow and harmonize and um you know, look at the trees outside growing in your local park. Um, mm-hmm. They're incredible. Just just study the tree a little bit and and, and get uh, interested in its growth pattern, and you see how wonderful and uh, beautiful it is. And I think that's mm-hmm. a, a lot of uh, what informs our project as well. We don't have fixed destinations in terms of, you know, uh, oh, it has to look a certain way, it has to function a certain mm-hmm. way, but it does have a flow and it does have a creative vitality behind it, and it can look a lot like the way nature develops and grows because there's uh-huh. always a, a a pattern that emerges over time, uh-huh. <laughs> which is fascinating, beautiful. Yes, and, and even though it's still very new, really, we've only been working on this for about a year mm-hmm. since the first gathering. Right. Um, we've even just had ideas come in and then we just let them go because we just were like, Oh, that doesn't feel right. That's not the right thing. Right. Okay. Let's let it go and see what happens. And then boom, something's presented. Oh, okay. This makes more sense. How does this feel? Yay. This feels good. Right. So following that feeling and the intuition and right. being connected to that is helpful Right. in the creative process. Right. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, that said, um, coming back to some of our practical programs, you know, um, like we were saying at the beginning, more towards the beginning, we want to create these access points for uh, people who want healing, people who want growth and support, and practitioners who want to participate. And um, and we'd also like to have um, a, a center and a place where people can come and um, experience things and have retreats and, and develop. So, you know, we do have some grounded and practical um, programs and hopes uh, for what we'd like to create. Um, and again, we're going to keep flowing with it and let it emerge from uh-huh. what actually wants to happen based on the people involved and uh, yes. the energy behind it. Yeah, we're not trying to fix or control it. Mm-hmm. We are allowing it to unfold like a beautiful flower. Exactly. Well, I think this is enough for today. This has been so great to yeah. get to share my story with you a little bit and, and our yeah, listeners. Thanks, also known as Todd. <laughs> thanks, Lacey. Um, so, I'm just Lacey, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful name. We love it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay, just had to say. <laughs> well, um, we're going to continue having these conversations from time to time, and um, we're hopeful that um, more folks will join in 
to the Alchemy Land podcast. So um, if anybody's listening and enjoying and, uh, you know, feels inspired, please get in touch with us. And um, we'd love to hear about what you would like to create in your life and in the world. And um, please share this with friends and family and um, anyone you think might be interested in the Taurus Project. So I'll leave it there. And again, Lacey, thanks so much for joining in today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Tage. All right. Well, we'll sign off for now and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Alchemy Land. And we hope you enjoyed learning more about our main project, the Taurus Project. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email us at info at thetaurusproject.org. And we hope to hear from you more soon and hoping you have more inspiration, creativity, and health in your life.